This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 21st of January in your Squiz today, the latest on Russia and Ukraine. Omicron keeps WA's border closed. Australia's low unemployment rate. And barbecue bread. This is your Squiz today. Starting with international news this morning, Claire, the situation in Ukraine is again in the headlines after US President Joe Biden told media that he thinks Russia will make a move on Ukraine. Before we unpack that and the response to it, we best get a bit of the background here. Things have been tense between Ukraine and Russia since 2014 when Russia annexed Ukraine's Crimean Peninsula. Yeah, Russia did that after its Russian-friendly president was driven from power following mass protests. Uh, It really has been on since then, as you say. Uh, What Russia did was back uh, some rebels within Ukraine's east. uh, And in the fighting, you might remember that MH17 was Mm. down. That, of course, was that big Malaysian Airlines uh, flight that came down over that territory. And it killed all those passengers, including 27 Australians. Uh, In total in the fighting, at least 13,000 people lost their lives and 2 million people were displaced and a peace agreement was brokered in 2015. Uh, It's been difficult though since then and things have escalated in the last few months. Russia is also particularly concerned about the idea that NATO, which is that great big security pact between Western Europe and America and Canada, that NATO would set up camp in Ukraine. Uh, Russia doesn't want to see that. And there's all sorts of games being played at the moment and talks that have been happening to try and get Russia to push back because it's amassed about 100,000 troops on that border with Ukraine. And the world has been watching ever since. And now these comments of Joe Biden's have highlighted just how tense the situation is. He reissued his warning that Putin would pay, and I quote, a serious and dear price if he did invade Ukraine. But he also seems to suggest that the actual response from NATO and the US would depend on what Russia does. Yeah, so yesterday Biden delivered a press conference. It was to mark a year in office in the White House. And what he said was that if Russia was to give some kind of lesser response other than a full-scale invasion, uh, that the world might not respond as heavily as you say. Uh, That's an issue, of course, because Ukraine really needs support uh, of the US and of Western Europe to stand up to Putin. Uh, What they have said overnight is that they're very concerned by the idea that any kind of encroachment on their territory wouldn't meet anything other than a really strong response from the West. Moscow continues to deny that they're planning to invade their neighbours. It's a pretty tense international situation when you think about a potential war in Eastern Europe. One to watch. Back home now, Western Australia's Premier Mark McGowan made a late night announcement on WA's hard border. They were due to open up Clare, but not anymore. Nope. That's not going to happen. It was scheduled to reopen on the 5th of February. Uh, But what McGowan says is that that controlled interstate border arrangement 
uh, will stay in place indefinitely uh, or at least until booster shots reach about 80, maybe 90%. Uh, lots of criticism this morning that there isn't a contingency plan. Uh, what McGowan says is that they'll keep it under review, particularly over February, uh, but getting those booster shots up is really important. Uh, there were questions about whether he has made that decision because maybe Western Australia's health system isn't in shape to be able to deal with cases. But what McGowan says is that he's had a look at what's happening elsewhere across the country, high case numbers, lots of disruptions to things like the supply chain and getting food into supermarkets. And he said that to do anything else would be irresponsible uh, and potentially would see the state responsible for, he says, lots of people dying. Tough news for those wanting to travel in or out of WA. The state is at about 25% of over 16s with their third jab, so a way to go to get to that 80 to 90% target. On to the economy now. Australia's unemployment rate is the lowest since August 2008. That's pre-GFC days. Comes with a bit of a caveat, though. The data is from December, so it's pre-Omicron. We'll have to wait and see the effects of that. But still, Claire, 4.2% is the official figure for December. Yeah, it's a really low rate when it comes to unemployment and Australia. Certainly Josh Frydenberg, the Treasurer, and other government officials were really happy with that. Uh, But as you say, there's a big asterisk on all of this Mm -hmm. and lots of moving pieces around COVID. So whether that's able to be sustained into the future, we'll wait and see. Uh, Certainly some economic analysts say that they reckon it could be. Uh, One in particular, Sarah Hunter from BIS Oxford Economics, says that it might be short-lived, but given the economy has really been sort of damaged in waves, we seem to be going forward. Yeah, she says overseas data suggests that Omicron's economic impact won't be as damaging as previous outbreaks. The Nine Network has locked in a deal to interview the family of Cleo Smith. She's the little girl who was abducted from her family's campsite in October last year. They'll be paid $2 million to tell their story. Claire, it's thought to be one of the biggest deals in Australian TV history. Yeah, and Nine was apparently in hot competition with Network 7 for that interview. It's a really big lot of money for any interview, but particularly for that family. Uh, Lots of questions over the last few months about about where the penny would drop, and that's where it seems to have happened. It's not yet known whether Cleo herself will be interviewed. They'll also likely have to wait until the case against Terence Kelly, the man accused of abducting her, has been heard before the courts. While the tennis at this year's Australian Open is top-notch so far, there's also plenty of off-court behaviour that's making news as well. We touched briefly on CU yesterday. I'm still not going to make the actual sound. (laughs) But players are commenting on just how off-putting the boo-like sound is. Look, whether it's Sue or Boo, what they say uh, is that it's a real problem and it really came to a head last night in that match between Russian Daniel Medvedev uh, and Australian Nick Kyrgios. Both said that the chant is pretty disrespectful. Medvedev last night called it very disappointing. He said that those who are doing it probably have a low IQ. (laughs) Uh, He certainly (laughs) didn't hold his punches uh, and it really seems to be something that's a feature of this tournament which is 
pretty difficult to listen to even when you're watching at home, I reckon. Yeah, it is very off-putting. You can only imagine what it's like for the players on the court. Someone who was actually booed yesterday was tournament organiser Craig Tiley. He's been under fire recently, of course, for the handling of the whole Novak Djokovic saga. Also the question now of whether players should or shouldn't be tested as the tournament goes on. Yesterday, he said that he would not be resigning. TGIF, Claire, I'm very intrigued by this recipe you've included in Friday Lights in the Squiz Today newsletter this week. Bread that you do on a barbecue. Talk me through it. So I've made this flat bread. It's got yogurt in it. It's only got like four ingredients. It's really, really easy to actually make and you don't have to rest it forever like a bread. You just sort of put it aside for 10 minutes and then you whack it into shape and then you put it on the barbecue. All sounds very easy. I'm very interested in the toppings that you've suggested. Some grilled zucchini, some balsamic, some burrata, anything with burrata and I'm there. Love burrata. I'll pop the link in your episode notes, but it is, of course, in the Friday Live section of the Squiz Today newsletter. Squiz the day or across the weekend, Claire, what are you keeping an eye on? So just to get a bit serious for Friday, uh, currently in Australia is Liz Truss and Ben Wallace. They're the Foreign and Defence Secretaries from the UK. They're having meetings with our uh, Maurice Payne, the Foreign Minister and Defence Minister, Peter Dutton in Sydney. Uh, It's the first time that they've had face-to-face talks since before the pandemic, so they're good ones to have. Ones to keep an eye on. I am dialing back the seriousness. It's Triple J's Hottest 100 tomorrow. That'll be on in my house. I'm sure I'll be saying I've never heard this song about 90 times because I'm just not in touch with stuff anymore. But I do have my fingers crossed for the Wiggles to take out the number one spot with their cover of Tame Impala's song Elephants. So fingers crossed for that one. When I heard that song last year, I reckon it took me two months to get it out of my head. It was such a good one. Yeah, it is pretty catchy. With a young baby at home the wiggles is one thing that i have on high <laughs> rotation so i have actually heard that song so good luck to the wiggles thanks for listening if you're new here to the squiz a big welcome we hope we make it easier to stay across the news and keep informed as i mentioned we have a newsletter as well that has the links for stories that we talk about here as well as other stuff head to the website thesquiz.com.au to sign up if that sounds like your thing have a great weekend and we will be back with you on monday message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.